The scripture reading this morning is Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains forever faithful. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever, your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Let's, uh, let's pray together again. Father, we're so grateful for your word, how you teach us and you lead us, and we ask that you would do that for us today, for Christ's glory. Amen. We've been studying the Lord's Prayer, which is a prayer that Jesus gave us to serve as kind of a basic pattern for the, the types of prayers that we lift to God. And if you recall, after first telling us that we begin our prayers hallowing the Father's name, praising, worshiping God, and then telling us to pray for God's kingdom to come, for his will to be done, just prayers of submission to the purposes of God for our lives. Jesus said after that, he says, now, now, it's time for you to ask. It's time for you to lift your petitions to the Father. So in the Lord's Prayer, we say uh, to the Father, we say, give us this day what? Our daily bread, right? Three words. Give us our daily bread. Now, what I want to do is I want to just look at those three words, but I want to look at them in reverse order. Okay, so first I want to talk about bread. Then I want to talk about the word daily. And then I want to talk about the word hour. All right, so first, uh, bread. Jesus told us to ask our Father for bread, and you know that is a metaphor, right? Bread was the basic food that was eaten um, in the first century by peasants in the Middle East. It was the staple of their diet. If they had bread, they would live. If they didn't have bread, they and their families would die. So the bread, bread was what they needed to survive, right? So when Jesus says to us, ask the Father for bread, he is saying, ask God to give you what you need. Ask him for bread. Now, you're probably aware that Jesus once very famously said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So this means that your deepest needs today are not physical needs. Your deepest needs are spiritual ones. So, so you, we should be asking the Father to feed us spiritually. Ask God to help us to grow in our faith. Ask God to, to teach us his word. Ask God that he would be guiding us in his paths, that he would cause our, 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 our faith and our character to change. So we should be asking for spiritual bread, right? So asking for daily bread 
involves coming to God with our spiritual needs. Now, that being said, don't get carried away with being too spiritual. All right? The rule of thumb for Christians, never try to be more spiritual than Jesus was. Let me explain. Jesus said bread. He said, ask for bread. Bread is a physical thing. So as a child of God, as, as one redeemed through the blood of Jesus, listen, Christian, you should never, ever, ever be embarrassed to present your physical needs to the Father. If your car won't start and you don't have money to fix it and you need that car to get to work, listen, don't be ashamed to ask God for a new car or a new used car, at least, or money to fix your car, right? Don't, don't be embarrassed about presenting automotive needs to the Father. Students, you got a big test this week. You're really struggling to understand this material. No, it's going to be really hard. Listen, do not hesitate to ask God to help you on that test. If you're bold, ask him to help you get an A. All right, then study, but ask God for help. If you're sick, the Bible says you should pray to God for healing. In fact, James 5 says you should gather others in the church to come and pray that God will heal you. If you are short on rent money this month, if your computer is broken, you need it for work, you don't know how to get it fixed, if you need a job, if you need housing, listen, if you need a vacation, ask the Father to provide your needs. And if you think about this, it's really amazing to think about what Jesus is teaching us in the Lord's Prayer. Because who is he talking about right now? He is talking about God. The, and here's what he's telling us. The infinite, eternal, unchanging God cares about our personal, physical needs. God is spirit. Jesus said that in John chapter Four, God is spirit. And yet, isn't it amazing? He cares about bodies, human bodies. We see that here in Psalm 146. How, look at verse 6. How is God described in verse 6 of Psalm 146? It says, he is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them. So God is the creator of the entire universe. And would you agree with me? that the universe is pretty big, right? And yet it says in verse 7, he gives food to the hungry. Someone doesn't have lunch money. God cares. It says he sets prisoners free. Someone is behind bars. God cares. Verse 9 says he watches over the foreigner. Somebody moves... Um, to another country to seek better opportunity for themselves and for their family. They get there and they realize there are some people that don't really like the fact that they're there. They don't really speak the language. They're trying to figure out the system. They don't know how to register their children for school. And the creator of the universe says, talk to me about that. It says he sustains the fatherless. The little kid doesn't have a dad. No one to teach him how to make a layup. No one to teach him how to catch a ground ball. No dad to go backpacking on weekends with him. He doesn't have a father. You know, they, they estimate there are 100 billion stars in our galaxy alone. 
and they think there are something like 10 trillion galaxies in the universe. God made all of that. And the Bible says he cares about that one fatherless kid. It says he sustains the widow, the Christian woman, single mom, Wakes up in the morning thinking, oh man, I gotta get my child to, to daycare, and then I gotta get to work on time, and I gotta make sure I get off work on time because if I'm late at daycare, they charge me an extra 50 bucks, and I don't have 50 bucks, and then I have to get home, I have to cook dinner, and then I have to put my child to bed, and then and only then can I go on the computer and work on my online college classes. And I'm not gonna get to bed until 2 o'clock this morning. And I am so tired. And the creator of the universe says, and you are my daughter, and I am your father, you come and you talk to me. I mean, isn't that, guys, isn't that amazing? The maker of heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them cares about bread, cares about our personal physical needs, right? And if, listen, if you understand the gospel, that probably doesn't surprise you too much, right? Because what does the gospel tell us? The gospel says that because he loves us and in order to save us, what, what did the Son of God do? The word became what? Flesh. The, 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 listen, the one, Colossians 1 says, the one for whom and through whom all things exist. Ate bread every day. Right? He, he, he became one of us. The eternal son entered the material world. That means that matter matters to God. He wants you to come to him with your very practical, physical needs. Now, here's the part about the Lord's Prayer that um, this just blows me away. This kind of really rattled me this week. I almost had to, like, is, is this really saying this? In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus taught us to ask for bread from the Father before we ask for forgiveness for sins. We say, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. So he said, before you ask for forgiveness, ask for bread. And I got to be honest, that, that doesn't feel right to me. It seems so counterintuitive. I mean, it seems to me if I have a problem and I need God's help... First, I want to make sure that he's not mad at me. I want to make sure that I'm forgiven. I want to, you know, make sure everything's clean and clear with the Father. And then I come to my, with my needs. But Jesus says, no, you ask, you ask for bread and then forgiveness. And let me suggest what I think that means. And I think for some of you, it'll be hard for you to receive this. Because you feel condemned and guilty all the time. And you think Christians are supposed to feel that way. Listen, what does it mean that Jesus says... We ask for bread before we ask for forgiveness. I would suggest, believer in Christ, it means this. Your father is more concerned about your needs today than he is about your sins. He's more concerned with your needs. You see how he loves us. You understand why, why the Apostle Paul, Ephesians 3, said the love of Christ surpasses knowledge. With the infinite, eternal God cares about feeding us so if you're imagine you're coming home from the park with your four-year-old niece you're walking into the door and suddenly she starts crying 
And you say, honey, why are you crying? And she says, I left my teddy bear at the park. It's in the playground by the swing set. And you're thinking to yourself, man, the park is four blocks away. It's full of kids. If we're not there within five minutes, that teddy bear is gone. As a Christian, what do you do? Before you grab that child's hands and you run through the streets like a crazy person, you stop and you say, honey, we're going to pray and we're going to ask God to take care of Teddy so that when we get there, you'll find your teddy bear. We're going to pray for teddy bear right now. And your friend who's not a believer says, you must, are you serious? I mean, if there is a God, he's got bigger concerns. Do you think God really cares about a child's lost toy? And you would say, yes, I do. Why? Because the word became flesh. And when the word became flesh, he told us to ask the father for bread. So the first word is bread. The right? second word to talk about is daily. Um, Jesus told us to ask for our daily bread. Right? And one reason I think he wants us asking for our daily bread is because the Father wants us to learn to depend on him, right? to trust in him. So don't, don't go asking God for a year's supply of bread. All right? Just say, you know, God, I've got this walk-in pantry. I've got the freezer in the basement. Just back up the truck, download a whole year's worth. Give me a year's supply of bread. Don't ask God for that. Don't ask for a month's supply. Don't ask for a week's supply. Why? Because, listen, if, if you or I had all of our needs met for even one week, that would mean conceivably that we could go seven days without feeling our need for God. And that would be a spiritually dangerous condition for us, right? The Father wants you to learn that you need Him. He wants you to learn that you can trust Him, that He's the one who can help you. You see that in Psalm 146, it says, do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. So the psalmist says, listen, don't, don't place your trust in human institutions, in, in human technology, in human leaders. Don't be trusting in human approval. He, he's, the psalmist says, human beings cannot save Mortal strength will let you down. So you say, well, then who should I trust? And you know the answer. Trust in God. Verse 5 said, blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. So one, one reason, guys, that we pray um, for daily bread, not, not monthly, not weekly, but one reason we have this day-to-day -day dependency on God is because the Father wants you to learn to trust Him and that you can trust Him. Another reason I think Jesus tells us to pray the word, pray for bread daily, I think by saying that, He's suggesting to us that He expects His followers to be praying daily. Right? The normal, the normal Christian life, this is nothing fancy, the normal Christian life involves setting aside sometime every day for prayer. I wonder, do you do that? Do you have some time every day where it's just set aside to talk with God in prayer? Jesus seems, from this prayer he teaches us, to be expecting you to pray daily. 
I know some of you are probably thinking, oh, here we go. I knew, I knew a series on prayer, we would finally get to the guilt trip. And here we go. The pastor's going to make us feel guilty because we don't have a daily prayer time. Listen, this is not intended to send us on a guilt trip. The fact, the fact that Jesus wants us to pray daily shouldn't make you feel guilty. The fact that Jesus wants you to pray daily, listen, this should make us jump up and down with joy. Why? Because this shows you how much God loves you. Guys, God, God did not send his son into the world to die on the cross for you because he needed another worker for his kingdom, right? He didn't send his son to die on the cross for your sins because he needed someone to help give more offerings to the church. God sent his son to die for your sins because why? Because his plan was to adopt you as his child, for you to be his daughter, for you to be his son, for him to be your father. In other words, he wanted a relationship with you. Those of you who are renters, I would guess that your landlord does not want you calling him or her on the phone every single day just to talk. Hello, landlord. How are you doing today? Listen. Your landlord doesn't want you calling every day. Just, what does he want? Just pay the rent on time. All right, that's it. Your boss, I would guess, doesn't want you calling up two or three times during the day just to chat. How's it going? Listen, she's a busy woman. He's a busy man. Your boss doesn't want you calling. Just what? Just do your job. Pay your rent. Do your job. Leave me alone. And Jesus says, believer, God is not your landlord. God is not your boss. He's your father. And the fact that he wants to hear from you about your needs every single day. Listen, that just shows you how much he loves you. Have you, have you, ever, have you ever heard 1 John 3 verse 1? Behold the love the father has lavished on us that we should be called sons and daughters of God. And that is what we are. So we are to pray for bread. Why? Because God loves us and he cares about our needs. We are to pray for bread daily. Why? Because God loves us and he wants a relationship with us. And the third word is our. We are to pray for our daily bread. Not my daily bread. Our daily bread. Let me ask, let me ask, uh, I'm going to ask you guys three questions. Don't answer out loud. Don't raise your hand. I don't want to embarrass anyone. Just think the answer in your mind. All right, three questions. Question number one. Have you ever had a hard time finding room for leftovers in your refrigerator? Has that ever happened to you? You've got this Tupperware thing, all these extra potatoes. You go to the refrigerator. Where am I going to put this? That has happened to me. All right, question number two. Have you ever gone to the supermarket, and after you get through checkout, you realize, how in the world am I going to carry all these groceries home? This is going to break my back. I have too much food here to carry. Or if you're driving, you get home, you call the kids, help me carry all this food into the house. This is too much for me. Has anything like that ever happened to you? It has happened to me. Third question. Have you ever, have you ever wished you could lose a few pounds? Listen, 
If you said yes to any of those questions, let's just be honest, all right? Can we keep it real? Daily bread is probably not actually a big problem for you. For some of our brothers and sisters in the family of God, it is a real problem. I mean, aren't you, aren't you glad that Jesus didn't tell us just to pray, Father, give me today my daily bread. He said, no, you, here's way, as, as the family of God, here's the way we're praying. Father, give us today our daily bread. It's not just about me. My sister doesn't have, my brother doesn't have, so I'm praying for the whole family. Do you understand that? Why? Why is this? Because, well, as Psalm 146 says, because the God who upholds the cause of the oppressed, the God who gives food to the hungry, the God who watches over the foreigner, the God who sustains the fatherless and the widow. Listen, that God is your father. You are his child, and your father wants you to learn to share the passions of his heart. Have you begun to share the passions of your father's heart? And so because of that, he wants you as you pray, not just be asking for yourself, but expressing your solidarity with others who are in need. And, and I hate it when, you know, uh, people throw too many statistics at you, but you know that some of the stats. Over, listen, over, over 26,000 children will die today from preventable causes related to poverty. And you might be saying, well, I can't feed every hungry child in the world. No, I know you can't. But you can pray. Jesus says you should pray to the Father. It's not just about me. God, give us our bread. I, I don't know if you do this. One of the things that this has taught me in my, in my prayer life, um, every day when I get to this part of prayer, I, I'm praying for a handful, about 15 people that I know that either they need jobs or they need more income or they need housing or they need help with immigration documents. Most of them are members of this church. Like every day, let's be praying, Father, feed the whole family, all of us. Feed all, not just me, our daily bread, right? So Jesus wants you to pray, not just for yourself, but for your brothers and sisters as well. And what happens when you start to do that? Well, here's what happens to me. Um, and this is not easy for me, but when I start to take my eyes off of myself and I start to look at the needs of others, strangely, I'm happier. Has that ever happened to you? So, anyway, our daily bread. We're to pray for bread because God really loves us. He cares about our physical needs. We, we're to pray uh, for daily bread, because God really loves us. He wants a relationship with us. And we're to pray for our daily bread, because the God who really loves us really loves our brothers and sisters, too. Amen? Let's, let's pray together. Jesus, I pray that as we learn to pray from you, that you will teach us to trust the Father to go to him with our needs, to cry out for the needs of others, to, be, to depend upon you. We ask this in your name. Amen.